Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hole in One Show podcast. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We're going to take a little departure from our normal uh, check-in on the Hole in One Show on this episode, and we are going to welcome in a couple guys who are working with me this summer at the Fargo Country Club. Now, as my role as a head golf professional at the FCC, I'm very fortunate to be able to be a part of a lot of uh, kids in high school, their first job ever, uh, college kids coming back, just looking to work for two months, uh, some of those who are wanting to get into the golf business, and somewhere at the FCC and working a golf course all summer just fits into their life plans. And we've got an opportunity tonight to talk to a professional hockey player and a professional golfer, and we're very fortunate at the Fargo Country Club that this does fit into their life plans this summer. So I'd like to welcome in Andy Carroll. And Zach Sklebar, fellas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. You Appreciate got it. it. We've talked about this for the last few weeks, and uh, it's member guest week at the FCC. It is a big week, not a lot of sleep, and a lot of caffeine, and we're getting ready to go uh, big member guest Thursday through Thursday through Saturday. Uh, but let's start with Andy. Andy, uh, where are you from, and what brought you to Fargo? Absolutely. Uh, born and raised in Northfield, Minnesota. Uh, grew up there, um, and now I am in Fargo. Uh, my girlfriend uh, is currently the the head of events at Russick Oaks. Plug. There's and, the plug. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, no free ads out here. Um, but uh, yeah, so so she's kind of taken over things there um, in the process of looking to purchase the the property. Um, it's a gorgeous property right down in South Moorhead, so it's an easy drive right up 29 or University to work. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome summer so far and. And looking forward to a, a fun, fun and uh, lackless or less sleep than normal this year. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't. You're the hockey player. There's a golfer and a Correct. hockey player. So your background in hockey and and you're still playing today. You're training every day. You just came from workouts. Uh, share with everybody your your background in hockey. Yeah. So I'm a uh, born like I said, born and raised in Northfield, Minnesota. Um, actually spent a little time in the Dakotas, uh, during my, my junior hockey experience, played a year in Sioux Falls and a year in Aberdeen. Uh, my final year was in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and then, uh, played my collegiate hockey at Minnesota State Mankato. Um, had, had a great run there, played in a national championship game, a few frozen fours. Um, and then this past year was fortunate enough to be able to sign with the Vancouver Canucks organization. Yeah, we, we were talking about, you were looking, you, you reached out and I was like, this guy's great. Eight years of golf experience, hockey player, you're going to fit right in. And you're like, yeah, I should be there in mid-April, right after, you know, we had done with hockey. And then he gets signed and I don't, don't see him until June. <laughs> hey, come on, it was May 15th. But <laughs> yes, I, I, it was one of those things where obviously I was very fortunate enough to, to obviously you, you reached out back and, and we met at. At Beans Coffee, what, middle of February, it was yeah. 70 inches of snow up here, I think. And I was like, man, it's good thing I'm here during the summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was a little little change in plans, but um, something that I want to pursue and obviously have a, a strong passion for both hockey and golf. So so you are you got signed by Vancouver Canucks, yep. right? Went to the American League or, or with the Abbotsford Canucks, our American League team. Okay. Um, so spent, spent the year there and uh currently a free agent so the agents and i are uh in contact a lot frequently and um yeah we'll see where where the next roads take us so you have shifts at the golf shop during the day but you know for those out there wondering what a professional hockey player does for training what do you do in the mornings what do you do in the evenings how do you structure your day yeah so i, I try and structure it um i mean one uh around hockey um so i'm i'm in the gym 
basically all summer, five to six days a week. Uh, the, the first half of summer, um, basically May and June, um, it's a lot of just letting the, the body recover. Um, okay. Obviously, it's a sport where it's demanding on your body every night and extremely hard to keep on weight. Um, so those first month and a half off the season, uh, it's a lot of time spent in the weight room, a lot of spent, a lot of time spent cooking. <laughs> um, but yeah, now is, uh, you know, end of June, July's cooking up. I'm usually on the ice for sure two, if not three times a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just getting, you know, enough time early on in the summer where I'm keeping the rust off. Um, but now it's obviously time to, to build some more skills and, and work on some things. Well, we've got some video here. It's pure speed off the first tee at the FCC. That was a three wood. Driver's too much for you. Pure <laughs> speed. What is your ball speed? Uh, it's very high. I very think, high. <laughs> I, think, I think we got it on the, uh, on the track, man, a few weeks ago. And I think it was a 128 Good. clubhead yeah, speed yeah. with 186 ball speed. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> so well, as long as it stays in the fairway. That's incredible. Well, it, it, it goes a long way. Uh, Zach Sklebar, uh, you've been at the Fargo Country Club for a number of years now. You're still playing professional golf. You're planning to go to Q School this fall. Why don't you share with everybody a little bit about yourself and what are you doing this summer getting ready for Q School? Uh, doing a lot this summer. Um, I'm from North Fargo originally. Spartans. Um, go Spartans. Yep. Grew up, uh, worked at a golf course now since... Uh, a couple different ones since I was senior year of high school, mm -hmm. which is a long ways away at this point. <laughs> but uh, trust me, I know not quite uh, no, I'm good. But uh, play a lot of tournaments in the summer. Um, doing a little teaching, a little club fitting. Um, You're jack of all trades at the club. Yeah, yeah I kind of. You float. No, no, no I you just float, make plays, right? I we call it you float and make plays. I stand and look pretty. Okay, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I bring to the table. Um, yeah, then play. Uh, tournament season is going to ramp up here, uh, end of July, and uh, kind of lead right into Q school there. So, well, it's pretty. It's fun. You guys are working together, right? You play golf together, work out together, hang out together. So, what what do you you feed off of? You're both playing professional sports. You're both training always. That's got to be fun to be able to. Uh, strike up a friendship here the last couple months uh, the first time i met zach uh was probably a couple days after i got back from canada and he goes hey you want to go over to the range and we went over and i think both of us probably hit 13 golf balls <laughs> because we spent more time getting to know each other yeah and building on like as two professionals like the mentality that we approach every day with mm -hmm. and how it relates to hockey and how it relates to golf. Um, obviously, he's a professional golfer who also played hockey, and I'm a professional hockey player who, you know, still plays golf and and grew up playing, you know, somewhat competitive golf. So, yeah. um, I think that's kind of where we first hit it off is just building off of that connection on you know mental strength, how to get through different things, and uh, learned a lot from him on the range. Well, the kids, the kids have loved it. You guys are a PGA Junior League coaches. I mean, could you have handpicked a couple of better PGA Junior, junior League coaches? We are so fortunate to have you. These kids have eaten it up. Uh, talk about that a little bit and what uh, what the juniors are doing at the FCC. It's they're, they're everywhere. Kids everywhere. And you guys have done a great job. It's been great. Um, obviously. Are we in the lead right now? I mean. We are not. Oh. Oh, we're close though, We're, right? we're very close. And we're bringing it home. We're bringing Last it home. week is at the FCC par three. Okay, yep. sorry. I, I won't interrupt anymore. Go ahead. No, it's been great. Um, I guess Annie and I's approach to everything we do is winning. So <laughs> try to, right? <laughs> and the yep. big focus for us with the kids and they've been they've hopped on board. They love winning too. So 
Uh, we don't win every week, but I mean, that's our goal. And well, so holistically, right? Talking about etiquette and good effort and good attitude. I mean, you touch on that with uh, with all the kids every day. Yeah, um, I think you know, control the controllables is what we try and approach these kids with. And even at a young age, to be able to learn the etiquette. I mean, every week since the first week, um, we we've talked etiquette, we've talked attitude, we've talked effort. Um, and last night it was super cool. We were out uh, for our fourth match out at Oxbow, and all of our kids on the ninth green, without having to be reminded, took off their hats or visors That's cool. and shook the other team's hand. That's and they cool. were the ones initiated. They were fixing ball marks, doing all that stuff. So um, I Good think coaching. like Zach, Zach mentioned, um, sports are much more fun when you win. Yeah. But the learning process that these kids are taking and how to approach it as a process versus just a result um is, is super cool that's really cool you guys uh, are a couple of guys that they look up to and it's all great coaching so nice job now next segment we're going to go to the next segment and we are going to talk a little member guest we're going to talk a little bit of amy olson playing in the u.s open seven months pregnant and maybe a little uh pga tour live golf pga tour uh was in front of lawmakers today uh talking about the framework deal and the fact that they're trying to save the PGA Tour and seem like the only way out was to strike a deal with Live Golf and the PIF. We'll be right back after this. Any bank can tell you they have a rock-solid commitment to agriculture. Bell can prove it. To this day, every Bell Bank branch is partially built with rocks we've picked from our founder's farm. But our roots in ag have grown more than a few offices. They've shaped who we are and formed our entire approach to banking. Let us prove it to you as you grow your farm and prepare your legacy for the next generation. Bell Bank, committed to ag. Golf to me is patience. It's weird to say, but golf is life. It is, it's the ultimate game of life. You know, it's an individual sport. You have to put in a lot of work to get minimally better. That's kind of the beauty of it. You come back to improve. That's why I love golf is just every shot is, is different. That next round, that next shot, you know it could be that start of a story. I don't even want to say a game. It's more than a game. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hole in One Show podcast. We're thrilled to be joined uh, by Zach Sklebar and Andy Carroll. A couple of studs that are working with us here at the Fargo Country Club this summer. Got a big week this week. As many of you know who follow this podcast, uh, played in a member guest in Leland, Michigan a couple weeks ago as a guest. It was a lot of fun, and now it's our turn to play host and run this tournament, which no doubt is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl golf tournament for – this is the mass Super Bowl. This is the biggest thing for a lot of our members who are playing in this thing. And it is important to get it right and have a lot of fun. Fortunately, we've got great weather on tap. And, uh, you know, we've got a big responsibility, fellas, the next three days. Nobody has taken it off. Everybody on the team knew that they had to be ready for these three days. No golf tournaments, no hockey camps, no nothing. Uh, let's talk about it. What, what do we need to do to put on the best member guests? And what are you expecting from this tournament? Well, I think it all starts with the scheduling last week. Uh, we got a couple good days off here and prep, rested up. 
Uh, I think that was a good start. You got to rest your starters. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, we, re, playoffs. Going into playoffs, yeah. got to rest <laughs> the starters. Playoffs, right? Because they are, they are AFDers. Mm-hmm. They are all day, right? Mm-hmm. They are all day. 5.30 to 11 at night, uh, two straight days, and then a long one on Saturday. All right, so go ahead. What, what do we got to do? Make plays. What's on yeah, your agenda? Probably a really good breakfast is yeah. going to be a start for me. Um, if anyone knows me, I, I, I can't play hangry. No. Um, it's not a good scene You're for always anybody. cooking food. Um, and I'm up front with it. I, like, I tell Aaron all the time, hey, I need my food. <laughs> if we don't have it, we're going to have a problem. But uh, about you? It's your first one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's my here, first one at FCC. One and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the energy. Um, but it's all in the details. Uh, all, all in the little intrinsic things that, that bring people and, um, you know, make sure that, that the members are happy to show off. Obviously, an unbelievable course and in great, great shape. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the weather looks good. Shouldn't have any issues with that. Um, and, and just have a lot of energy during the weekend. Yeah, we are going to have a lot of energy. We're going to be on top of it, though. we got to practice round Thursday. And that is the time we, we do have full discretionary powers. If there is if there is a ten handicap that shoots two under, fellas, we're gonna have to step in, right? We're gonna have to step have in. Have to fully ready to step in. Have to. Are, yes. are you? Yes. Okay. Zach, the funny thing Zach is, and I will I'm be the villains if needed. Fully, you know the funny thing? You don't need fully to be ready that. to tell Ryan Bailey to step in. Yeah, step in. <laughs> Our other assistant pro, Ryan Bailey, he can't be here. The real He's Ryan grinding. Bailey. The real the real Ryan Bailey, who's blue check mark, right? We couldn't afford him today. We couldn't, we couldn't afford, afford Ryan him. Bailey. He's a blue check mark. He's grinding on Golf Genius right now. Poor guy. He's got it dialed. We'll get there, but. Um, you know, the funny thing is in a practice round or you playing a member guest, no one ever says anything about a plus handicap who shoots 82, right? We're never adjusting to that guy. He just is terrible or he's a, he's a vanity handicap. It's always about adjusting the other way. Why is that? Maybe we, maybe that's our focus. Should it be? It could be. Let's so talk. we're all over Kane Hansen. He's a plus 2.3. And if he shoots like 80, in the practice round, bump them up, bump them up. <laughs> yeah, that would not go over ha- well. Have the committee take a look. <laughs> I got a great member guest story, real quick. Thursday practice rounds, uh, the one that I had played in before. Uh, it's a best two of four net. Uh, so it's you and your guest, or you and the member, whoever whoever it may be, and the member can you know decide. Hey, I want to play with you know these two guys, and uh, our team handicap that day, we did give two shots back to the field. Okay, so. Two holes, we all were making birdies for pars. Mm-hmm. And we played flawless golf. We shot 24 under gross, so 22 Whoa. under net. Flawless golf. And we lost by three. <laughs> to a 19 <laughs> handicap who shot 79 and a 17 handicap who shot 77. Tough Odds scene. of that happening, Tough we scene. looked it up. <laughs> one in seventy four thousand. One in seventy four thousand. Tough break that day. Permutations, man. They they came to bite us that day. But yeah, obviously something to look out for uh, with the dots. But we'll be on top of it. We can be the villains if needed. You guys are rules officials. I haven't told you this, but one's going to be on the front. One's going to be on the back. With my own cart. With your own cart. Yeah. No. Very official. With signs. Very official Welcome with to the signs. Show. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the bad guy. Well, it's going to be a fun competition, and one thing that another thing that we've done at the FCC this year is we've added a scratch game every Friday for at ten thirty to about eleven. Uh, you know what? Anybody can come join us. It, you know, obviously members can bring guests, but come to the tee and don't bring your gin. There is no sandbagging in that game, 
it is a scratch game and we've had a uh we've had a participant in the scratch game a couple times this this summer amy olson and obviously she's seven months pregnant and she came out to the scratch game a couple weeks ago right up to the back tees and she tied for the win had to go to a playoff i mean let's talk about amy olson a little bit uh she just got done playing the u.s open which is incredible feat at pebble beach and it was a really emotional experience for her. Um, everybody around the club and everybody around you know that follows her is extremely proud of her talk about what it's been like to see amy put the work in six seven months pregnant qualify for the u.s open playing the scratch game and then and then playing in the u.s open i mean one thing that we need to mention is that well i'm well so i played in a group with her um not the week that she was tied for first but she was hitting fives and six irons when we're hitting eight and nine irons and hitting them closer i still lost <laughs> <laughs> so and she's losing distance uh while being pregnant too it's so incredible yeah um what a pro to come out there and i mean there's great players there you can go 20 30 deep with great players and for her to come out and win with from the back tees with fives and six irons in she couldn't even get to one of the holes yeah so it's I mean that's so impressive to me. There's that always. There's always that uh, that talk of you know what handicap you know who could compete on the LPGA tour. Nobody, none of you could. There's no chance. They're so good. I used to play a lot of golf with Angela Stanford, who actually won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago in the COVID year. That she's competing with uh, Amy down the stretch. They don't they don't miss a shot. They're at the top of their game. They are the best in the in the world. And in every single tee shot, every one. And I'm sorry, I'm getting frustrated because every it's not the same for us. Like we'll go offline. Every one is a little draw right down the middle. You don't even have to watch it, and it always sounds the same. You go sit on the range and watch them. If they miss one two yards, that's big. I'm sure playing right. hockey, you it's, see guys that make it look easy, right? Yeah. They're they're gliding. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're not skating fast, and all of a sudden they're by you. Yeah. No, it's it, it is crazy the the ability of of the top professionals in the world and how easy they make it look mm -hmm. and but you talk to any one of them and it didn't just happen when they were nine years old uh, one of the first weeks i was at fcc i had just finished up a junior lesson and i you know driven back drove back to the clubhouse and was wheeling back out because i forgot a towel on the range and she was down far into the range hitting with her headphones on and i just sat there for like three minutes just kind of in the trees <laughs> and because I didn't, I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm watching Amy Olson here, but I'm like, Just it was sitting in the trees. It was kind of a an off factor because she For did, sure, yeah. did not miss a shot. And the tempo that those ladies in professional golf swing with, yeah. You go on the PJ tour, you watch some swings, and you're like, whoa, like, how yeah. does that swing perform those results? They still have the results, but you go and watch professional women's golf. And their swings, their tempo, their their fluid, their it's incredible to watch, and and something that I I love watching women's golf because of that, and um, obviously props to her and, and everything she's accomplished this year, and um, super cool for her. What a, what a person! We have so many uh, juniors, obviously, but also so many girls out there at the club, and whether it be girls or boys doesn't matter. But I mean, there's so many. Like I have three little girls; they can look up to Amy Olson and see what she's done. Uh, what an inspiring situation to be able to play the U.S. Open seven months pregnant and, you know, probably didn't hit it the way she wanted to. Uh, it's a tough golf course. You have to hit your irons perfectly. I mean, they're, they're very small targets 
it makes sense that Hoagie won there, being such a great iron player that he is. Um, but obviously, so many different things going on, a lot of emotions. Did you follow the Open, and, and what did you think of, of the entire experience? I watched, I watched some of it. Um, and the first thing that I noticed in every major um, on either the men's side or the women's side is, is the importance of, of hitting fairways. Because when that rough gets long, especially those greens with how firm it was, yeah. um, there's no stopping it. And I believe the winner for the season, I heard this stat, is hitting 85% of her fairways. That's so, yeah. I mean, you go look at a tour average, and I think it's just under 60. Um, and, you know, with the difference in swing speeds and, and spin to be able to land on those greens and stop it, the importance of, of hitting fairways. And obviously the, the winner showed off with hitting, you know, 80-plus percent of her fairways. So, obviously a super cool experience. And, uh, yeah. Switching gears here, let's talk about uh, PGA Tour. PJ Tour is on Capitol Hill, and representatives from the PJ Tour, Jimmy Dunn, was up in front of lawmakers today. Uh, there is a lot of action in pro golf right now, and there's a lot of scrutiny, and they want to know uh, what's the baseline of this deal. Um, it seemed to me, you know, just listening, that the PJ Tour had they had to. There was no other. There was no other way. I mean, they were winning these lawsuits one by one. But the length of the lawsuits, and it was, there was never going to be an end. I mean, you're not going to go up against Saudi Arabia and, and beat them in, in litigation. It's just going to go on and on. And they kept plucking players. And I think initially, from a pro, pro golfer perspective, initially you had the, well, I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to do this. Where's the money coming from? And then as soon as one went and another went and another went, and they started, you know, making these, um, arguments. Well, this is for my family. This is just, you know, what would you do? And you're, if you were in this position and, you know, people would say, well, every government has, has bad things that they do. Um, what it's, it's got, it got to the point where the PGA tour had to make a play. It wasn't the play they wanted to make, but they made a play while they still had a little bit of, um, they had, they had a little bit of strength in their argument. I mean, they still were going to be, they're still going to be in control, but they are scrutinizing it right now. What do you guys think about where it's at right now and um, just everything that we heard today? I mean, it, it seemed like the PGA Tour had no other way out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think since day one, uh, when, when Liv first came out, everyone's like, this it will not last. Right. Um, no good players are going to go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's Dustin Johnson, mm -hmm. Joaquin Neiman, you know, big names and and you know you, you get some of the guys on the back end of their careers the lee westwoods the ian polters probably don't have the complete game anymore to be a factor on the pga tour come the weekend but when when dj went i think that was the big one and brought over a lot of many more quality young players and i mean you think about amito Pereira last year has probably hits three wood or two iron, probably regrets it to this day, but hits <laughs> yeah. two iron off that tee box at Southern Hills. And he probably has a major championship and he's still on the PGA Tour. But the money that they're being offered, you know, that's, that's 12, 13, 14 years of really good years on tour. So Zach, you're a, pro, a you're a pro golfer. Yeah, I'd say one thing to mention too is the, how exemptions work through the PGA Tour can get kind of complicated and 
can be unfair in certain people's opinions sometimes, which is also something to think about. Um, if, if I put, I mean, people have asked me if it was me, what would I do? And trophies mean more to me than money, as long as I can pay what I need to pay for. Um, but if people want to have a private jet for their family, so be it. Like, that's what they want. and Or yachts. Or whatever. Yeah, they want to do that. And like, like Andy said, too, somewhere on the tail end of their career, it makes a lot of sense because they don't know, they may not win again. So, so what's the, what do you think is going to happen now? Uh, it's a framework agreement. It's obviously, like I mentioned, it's getting scrutinized. It, the PGA Tour would still be controlling, uh, but you know the Saudi Arabia they they would get what they wanted the whole time. They they have a big big hand in a widely known worldwide professional sport. Reasons <clears throat> uh, maybe what they are. Uh, but I, I do understand that the, the United States government is very interested in this deal and, and how it came together. I know one of the questions was, did you explore all other options for financing? Because I think the last thing the United States government would want with the Saudi Arabia to have such a uh, close tie into a, a very popular United States uh, professional sport. Um, it's what do you th do you think that there do you think that <clears throat> do you do you think that there's going to be backlash for from PGA Tour fans, given the fact that there's going to be that much of an investment from Saudi Arabia? Do you think the fans care? The fans are the eyeballs. That's what draws people. That's what draws funds. Do you think the fans will care? You know, I, I think there will be. Um, you know, you, you look at the Senate hearing today and it was an open hearing. Media is there. Everything is like that. And there were multiple family members of you know, a, a 9-11 attack um, that we're wearing, you know, stand up for 9-11. And I think it gets extremely more sensitive yep. um, when, when that happens because for a lot of people in this country that the game, it's it's bigger than the game of golf. Right. right. And and that's why I think the Senate's, uh, you know, being incorporated and, um, yeah, it's, it's a touchy topic. Right golf now. is in a great spot. I mean, clubs are full. Equipment sales, you know, consumable sales, everything. Golf is in a great spot. People love the game. That's one thing that came out of COVID. But pro golf itself is in turmoil. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a resurgence of care into the ladies game, a resurgence in care into amateur golf, a resurgence of care into junior golf, away from the professional game, away from those guys that are they're making so much money and it's it's messy right now, right? It's messy. It's tough to say, you know what, I support this, I support this. It's just it's just a weird deal and it's messy. Do you think there's gonna be a resurgence in golf and in focus in the other levels of golf that aren't tied to this situation? I think there's a big one right now on the L or on the, the women's side. Um the well, one, the sponsors. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if you guys watch much of the coverage, but it was so nice not to have to go to commercial every three golf shots. Yeah. Um, and I think they're really trying to put a big foot forward towards women's golf. In that $11 sense. million dollar purse. Yep. Uh, two mil for the winner. Two million for the winner. That was more than what what's uh, the winner at the John Deere. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. interesting. That's well, and, awesome. The, and the sites that they're going to in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, historic U.S. Open sites. We got a one 
coming up in what 2027 i think it's coming uh just down to the twin cities at interlochen so for all the midwest golfers young young people who want to go watch some good golf that's a that's a cool opportunity yeah. interlochen's gonna be getting some calls from other clubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure uh all right so what's not, what's up next for you guys let's outline the next uh five six months through the end of the year uh you got a lot of things coming up um, with uh, your careers, a lot of exciting things. I mean, you, we could be sitting here six months from now, you'd be a completely different position than you are right now. You'd be signed by an NHL team and on the ice, you could be and potentially on the PGA live or whatever they decide to call it. <laughs> you could be on the tour, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what do you have coming up to, to lead up to these, these runs? I'd say I'm a little more active than Andy is right now. Um, but uh, for me next week, uh, next Wednesday, I have 3M pre-qualifying. Okay, down um, the cities? Down in Minneapolis there. At, so explain uh, that. You have to go through the pre-qualifier. Yep, so pre-qualifying. For this one specifically, the Monday's not as loaded up, so you're going to take more spots from pre-qualifying. Um, so on, on a pre-qualifier to get into 3M, if you don't have any status, you have to go to a pre-qualifier. Mm -hmm. How many guys and how many guys get to the Monday? Uh, last few years, it's been 60 guys for roughly... 18 20 spots okay into the to, monday to get into the monday which then you're playing against guys who are flying there who missed the cut at the last corn ferry event some guys who have partial pj tour status or for whatever whatever reason they're not in the event yeah and you're playing against uh high-end players for about probably roughly let's say 60 guys for depending on who shows up and all that other stuff but 60 guys for let's three spots 60 guys for three spots on a monday so you have to pre-qualify mm -hmm. then the monday 60 for three at the end of the day it's a score you got to shoot a score yeah five six seven under something like that a lot of pots need to go a ahead. lot of pots <laughs> so you have the 3m qualifier and yep. so we'll go wednesday pre-qualifier then we're going to aberdeen for dakota's tour event uh which is friday saturday sunday and then i mean ideally go back to minneapolis for the monday um and then from there we got um some Dakota's tours. Yeah, a couple of Dakota's tour events leading into Q school. Um, my first round of Q school is going to be in middle to end of September yeah. um, in Ohio. And for those who aren't up to speed with professional golf, Q school is not a classroom where you sit down and you go to school. It is a series of tournaments where it's survive in advance. And so the pre-qualifier will be roughly 70 players and maybe 22 advance. And then you go to a first stage got to do the same thing then a second stage same thing and then you get to final stage and if you get to final stage you have some status on a tour next year but it's a gauntlet it's three months of it ain't easy it ain't easy right <laughs> no. it ain't easy so best of luck to you i know you're grinding all the time playing a bunch of golf and and uh we're thrilled to have you at the fcc buddy yeah i appreciate being there ac what's up with you um and obviously in the process right now of figuring out where i'm going to be next year um and it's a process that's not always easy. The draft just happened, so there's some teams that are kind of figuring out what they're looking for. Um, but I tried and pride myself on you know bringing some stuff to the table, mm -hmm. offensive power play defenseman. Um, but uh, going to be on the bag for Mr. Sklebar on Wednesday, okay. the pre-qualifier. So uh, I, if there's one thing that, that Zach knows I can kind of do, it's, it's putt. <laughs> really good putter. I actually caddied for him a couple weeks back in an amateur event. Okay. And... Uh, so he hits it further than I do by a lot, but <laughs> you can read greens. Yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty good green reader. Didn't used to be a good putter. Put some work in. Uh, one of my good buddies from my hometown, uh, he's a Division One golfer, and kind of worked with me for probably about three months and just simplifying things, treating everything like a straight putt, and it just breaks a little bit. And um, yeah, uh, keep training. Um, I'll probably roll out of here 
uh, middle of September uh, to head to development camp or main camp, I guess you could call it. For um, Vancouver? Uh, well, so currently free agent. Okay. So okay. Signed, signed a one-year contract with the, with the Canucks. Um, so kind of kind of figuring out um, where the waters are gotcha. right now um and and hopefully find a, a spot that not only you know fits me but you know i fit them but but the thing is when you get the call and you you leave mid-september you gotta be ready to go yeah i mean you gotta be tip top ready to go so that's a different thing about pro hockey versus college hockey right so you you go into you when you arrive at campus it's late august usually when when school's starting up at, at mankato so we're there august 24th and your first game is not till october 1st yeah. So there's no step in, have a two-week training camp, and boom, the season starts. Right. You have a long period of time where you can get your feet wet, yeah. build some confidence back, do that kind of stuff. But pro hockey is completely different. So it's, you know, summers are always important when it comes to training, but going into to play a full pro schedule is, is obviously even more important because from that, whatever, September 15th, September 20th, yeah. whatever it may be, you got to be ready to go. But you're dropping into other professionals that have been working out all summer and they're scratching and clawing. I mean, it's a career, right? You're trying to, you're trying to earn a living Yep. and it just shows you how competitive you guys are at the top of your games and how competitive it is to play professional sport for a living. And it's, it's insane. It's an insane idea, but you know what, when you guys are in your mid twenties, this is your time to do it. I was the same way. I mean, you got to chase it, right? Got to chase it. Go all in and, and you'll never have any regrets. I promise you. Um, Kind of want to do it again too. No. <laughs> anyway, you guys, you guys are fun to be around. Uh, a lot of great energy, and it's going to be a fun uh, member guest this weekend. It's going to be a fun rest of the summer. And myself, all of us, the FCC, everybody watching this podcast, we wish you the best of luck in your professional golf, your professional hockey journey. And we'll have to have you back on and, and give updates maybe six months from now. See where you're at. You're probably going to be on the phone, and you're going to be on the phone. You're going to be somewhere warm. <laughs> you're going to be somewhere cold. You're going to be in a rink somewhere. Hey, there's a team in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good place to play, wouldn't it? Play a little golf on the outside. Anyway, guys, thanks for being here. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having Appreciate us. Appreciate it. You got it. And thank you for being here. It was great to have you along. Fun to visit with Sax Glebar and Andy Carroll. Talk a little bit about uh, member guest, PJ Junior League, Amy Olson. Uh, PGA Tour in front of lawmakers. And uh, next week, we're going to have more fun golf content for you. Thanks for being with us, folks.